1: smell the crisp snow in the air? The crisp snow in
0: the... Do you smell it when it's in the air or on the ground?
1: I mean, you can smell it both times, I think.
0: Welcome to the holiday edition of the CU Podcast. Yeah. The Completely Christmas Podcast. That's a double C. Two CC podcast. Two CCs. Two CCs. It's for uh, December 17, 2017. uh, Sunday recording, because I gotta get shit done. Besides Ian Ferguson. Besides... I'm Pat <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: this is an awkward opening to this edition.
1: I'm going to uh, be like flat out honest. Ian right Kringle? Here. I'm, I'm fairly certain I've torn something at this point. You, labrum, labrum? Yeah. I'm. Some kind of lit up like a Christmas tree to try to get through this. It's in the holiday Was well, it as bad as it was two weeks ago? It's worse. It's worse? It's worse. What have you been doing? I don't know. Uh, lifting too much, not, not resting you the You did buy a
0: brace or tape it up. Yeah. You know, wh- wh- who cares about self-care, right? It's, you know, it's overrated. Not me. I'm going to die in five years anyway. <laughs> well, with that attitude.
1: What's the Mickey Mantle quote? Had I known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself.
0: Uh, yeah, and he wasted someone else's liver that went to him. Somehow he got put on the list and, for a new fucking liver, and it was dead within a few years anyway. Oh man, piece of sh- piece of shit. Fucking man. Good baseball player though, one of the best ever. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're spinning out of control in this Happy podcast. Happy birthday, Jesus! <clears> oh, <throat> was most likely born in the spring, according to historians. Yeah. But what we talking not about? real. Th- that's come up the past ten years, but it's more <laughs> likely than not that he did exist in some form. But I have seen the arguments against him existing. Yeah, but. Well, we're talking about the Atari box delay, <laughs> the Disney Fox deal, uh, the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection, uh, Breath of the Wild winning Game of the Year for the Video Game Awards, and your Q and A and a Scumbag Saw of the Week. Ian, what's been going on besides your your shoulder popping out in and out like uh, Mel Gibson in Elite: The Weapon Two? Oof!
1: Well, we've got uh, we've got a, a friend in town from Australia who'll be staying with us for a while. Not Ali. No, not Ali. Uh, How many just, Australian friends do you have? I know a lot of Australians.
0: How the fuck do you... What, do you go down there every day? No, you, never been. Never are been. these people that find you th- through the podcast? Some. These are podcast Australian followers. This is
1: a podcast Australian. Now,
0: now are living... That are living with you. A pardon. pod Australian. So the, so the person living with you knows me. Yeah. But I don't know them. You don't know that. I'm a little uncomfortable. No. I'm not going to
1: lie. Well, whatever. <laughs> See, so
0: if you don't know that... Well, half the time when I come over to Ian's place... For like a get together or going out to eat, there'll be like one or two people that I don't realize know me, but they know Ian through the podcast. And so he won't tell me some of the times, and I'll, so I'm like thrown off. Pat, why do they out.
1: care? Why, why, why do you care?
0: I should know when I'm meeting a stranger if they know me before I meet them. I feel like I should know that. I should know who I'm meeting. I should. I should. It, it should. It, it's almost like. It's almost like. uh not against my will, I'm meeting someone that knows me, but at least I should be informed of it. There's some trickery going on there. I feel.
1: But but if you came over and they didn't know you and you didn't know this person was going to be there, you'd still be
0: meeting someone against your will. No, I wouldn't be so against as, as well. It's not meeting someone against will. It's you're put in a position you don't know you're being put into. That's that's the key. I'm sorry I have to come out here now in the podcast like this, but I feel like I feel like there's some trickery involved when that happens. There's, and it's, there's you're zero. not being you're not being honest with with me when that happens. That, there it is, honest about what? There's no trickery. There's involved. trickery they, involved. These are they, just people. No, th- no, they're not just people at that point because they because they have a preconceived notion of me and may or I may or may not realize i'm changing that when i meet them i think you're thinking too no hard. i'm not thinking too, too, too yes. much about it yes you no are. i'm not because yes. now i'm uncomfortable i don't want the podcast anymore the person's not
1: here anyways
0: because so now i gotta i gotta be super nice or if they think i'm an asshole but, oh, pat's an asshole now which i am an asshole but they may not know that personally they don't they don't care so ian your shoulders fucked up so is mine we're gonna move on from that <laughs> um christmas times almost here you done with your christmas shopping
1: uh i mean kinda yeah I, I gotta try to buy a few more presents. I should probably get uh, you something, two of my friends something, and uh, something for a family member.
0: What, what? You gotta get who something? What?
1: You something. Beside Besides the large amount of uh, duck. Uh, I got you a large uh, amount of duck. Uh, I, is this a t shirt? Hold on. How soft is it? It is soft. I will do it with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Ow.
0: I gotta eat something. See, I'm only a partial
1: asshole.
0: Uh. <laughs> Ian's gripping the gripping the shirt while he's laughing.
1: Oh, this is good. This is real good. So, this is... <laughs> I didn't... Why does this exist? It's, uh... <clears throat> it's Aquaman mixed with that... <laughs> family guy, uh... Thing. Uh, it's... Yeah, the mom man my
0: man, my <laughs> show, man. The, show the camera battery yeah, i got it for
1: you. Uh, yeah you do that thank you very much pat you're my man you're my man, my <laughs> man. <laughs> i'm so glad that exists
0: well thank you See, what are you doing for
1: uh, christmas
0: uh i'll be unpacking and uh coming down off that great high Pete, um, you're going to have five minutes to come over for tamales and some food? On Christmas Day? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Usually Frank ha- will do the Italian sauce on Christmas Day. Oh, I, that's I, I invite I you to that every it, fucking year. He always say no.
1: Because I have to host people here.
0: So we might stop by. Maybe yeah, me, yeah. And me and the missus. gathering of missus Me and the missus? Not yet. Me, me me, and the lady friend.
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, there's nothing there. It helps you not listen. Every Christmas. Me. That's not a Christmas gift for Yeah, her. all right. Uh,
0: so my Christmas, my Christmas giving is just about t- giving. Buying is done. Gift baskets all around to, to my family back east. Yeah, because you know why not? Whatever, have a gift basket. What do you want? I'm not going to buy something, wrap in the mail no, they're it. Good. What Your is this? Eighties are good. I right, gift baskets are good. Wine baskets, like I said before, Omaha steaks is good. Mm-hmm. Trying to swish it up a little bit too here and there. Um, besides that, I got I got to pack and get the fuck out of my place still. So I, I'm behind. Then there, I got to finish this Anya's uh, punk episode. Do that. And then uh, ordering a bunch of shit for the house, and I'm going to be in debt by January because I'll have two mortgages. That'll be fun until I sell my place. Um, it'll be fun. So I'm going to be at SoCal Retro Gaming Expo January 20th and 21st. You can save 10% on tickets. Go to SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com. Use code CU Podcast and save 10% on your tickets. Ian probably won't be there. I'm going to try to put it Saturday. Out. Oh, well, that's news. Well, if that's the case, then you we, we can be a guest.
1: Well, like I said, I'm, I, I'm going to try. If, so, maybe guest. I get Saturdays off most of the time. If All I right, have well, it off, then I'm going to see if Lincoln or someone wants to pop up.
0: With a teeny bit of traffic, you're looking at like an hour 40 yeah. travel time. Um, if you need a last-minute Christmas gift, go to UltimateNES.com <laughs> and buy, buy an <laughs> NES guidebook. And that's what's going on. Um Real quick, uh, you want to talk about net neutrality? I talked about it a bit on the Not So Common Podcast. On so my stance, we probably agree mostly on net neutrality.
1: Yeah, it's not a very good thing.
0: To have it or to get rid of it? To get rid of it. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. It. It's not a good thing that we've net rid of it. Good. <laughs> Net neutrality is good. Yeah, uh, net neutrality is fantastic.
0: Which is like 90% of people agree with that it's A-okay. Yeah, three people got rid of it. Well, well not yet. Yeah, it's got to go through Congress. Yeah, it's got to go that. through
1: Congress. Um yeah. Sixteen states are already suing. Suing, uh, California being one of. And them. And it's a
0: mix of states all over the U.S. It's not just like oh, this is Democratic states. It's a mix no, of states. No, and, and that's the weird thing. Um, it's pretty. I've... It's a bipartisan issue. As far as it's not a partisan issue about this. This is either this is uh, corporatism versus uh, like a freedom of utility oh, yeah. issue to me. That's it's, exactly it, what it is.
1: It's very much a bipartisan issue. I mean, if you know the the rough estimate is what eighty percent of the public was for keeping yeah. neutrality um that's very much a, bi- a bipartisan issue and it's weird to see some people the few people who have latched on to it have latched on to it because i think they see it as a partisan issue but it's not it's really not it's not at all um so i'm hoping that it will get you know, struck down in court again. People, um, am like, I wrong, or has it already been to court and struck down? Uh, I haven't seen I that mean, happen. Okay, yet. okay maybe uh, I'm wrong. It? But net neutrality, I mean, it, it will it's go. Into, it'll before. probably
0: go into the federal courts, and then either way, they'll try to pass a law. Uh, if it's 80 percent public support, then again, some gun gun issues are 89 percent public support. They, nothing happens with them. Yeah. But for something like this, I see that I see that there's being something to protect us because when when the only people that are really for it. Are the fucking cable companies and ISPs? Yeah, we got a problem. Exactly. Follow follow the money on this stuff. The you know those cable companies are so great for consumers throughout the years, not <laughs> having monopolies and and holding us over barrels since the eighties. Well, I'm from Buffalo, and
1: I mean I know they were elsewhere, but Adelphia was like the only place in in the only know, Western New York. Town. Yeah, and Adelphia was uh, had a famous famous lawsuit and problem you know way back in the uh, for, for, early for what th- for
0: having monopoly on uh, businesses, or...
1: in some sort of fraud overcharging it, it was during the enron problem but there was all sorts of problems yeah with adults well just
0: real quick i spoke about this on the not so calm Podcast. in new jersey famously new jersey they lobbied forever um well new jersey is corrupt but if you lived in a certain municipality you had one cable company there was no competition at all. Yeah, that, and that's how that was. How and that was structured was. through the government. Talk talk about bullshit. So you either if I lived in one location, you either at Comcast or that's it. You move to another uh, across the state, you, uh, you, you'd you have uh, some other cable company like Cablevision or nothing. And this, Again, this is before you had even a direct TV option, 80s and early 90s. That was it. You were stuck. Right. You want it? You want to use your little uh, bunny r- r- rabbit ears and your antenna on your roof, or, or or then you don't get cable. Like that's how it was for a long time, and then the a la carte options. People were begging for years, cable companies to say, give us, give us besides three plans and all three plans still have fifty channels each. We don't want. Give us the idea to uh, 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 way to go a la carte. And so then
1: those a la carte channels were ridiculously expensive.
0: Well, they're they're always just like the HBO and Showtime, but now with like with like YouTube TV and Sling and other services, they're 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 eating cable's lunch because mm-hmm. they're doing the stuff that cable should have been doing 20 years ago, and so they're trying to hold on. And plus, they're you know with all this, they can go to Netflix and and charge them. And I've heard I've read in the past they've already uh, gone after Netflix in the past. Cable companies to have them pay more for their bandwidth, which again, net neutrality is supposed to protect. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Right. So. Oh, if the cable companies win, I'm not for it. And that's as simple as, as to me, it should be.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you. If you're on the side it. of cable
0: companies, fuck you out there. Because right. that's basically what you're doing. Mm. You're an SJW for not liking cable companies. All right. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> so anyway, Ian. Sergio, uh, SJW. Sergio Juarez Wendell. That would that, be a good name. That's a good name. That's for a good name. That. All right, so yeah, stuff. Let's go. You want
0: to talk about the Patreon thing? The little just, and a, little a little change reversal happened a little bit. bit.
1: Yeah, so everyone, um, it's kind of old news. There was the Patreon attempted to change the service charge on uh, the amount that uh, a Patreon's pledge um, that would be deducted from a Patreon's pledge, and people were not happy about that. Um I believe it's it worked out somehow a little bit in the uh, patrons favor, but patrons and uh, uh patrons and people who have patrons were were both unhappy for um two reasons. One, um a lot of people who have a Patreon um really rely on $1 patrons, okay, and $1 donations. Uh-huh. And the one dollar donation basically became a useless donation because such a large chunk was now being taken from it uh, as a Patreon fee. the the um, the the company was taking that money, which means uh,
0: that it's let's let's go over what the changes were, real quick. Okay. So so before um, the, the 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 person running the, the account. So in the case of I have one, you have one. We we would get charged. It would come out of our bottom line, right? So whatever pledge uh, amount you saw was always going to be a little bit less. Then they try to adjust it in the past to be closer, whatever. So now it was changing to that. So if, so in the past, if you pledge a dollar, you you gave up a dollar. You're in that dollar tier. tier then say the, the, a small percentage is taken away from the, the person receiving it. Now it's taken off the front end, right? So the so the person receiving it doesn't see it's taken off but it fucks up everything because right. now if you're if you put in a dollar now you'd be charged $0. 35 cents plus 3% on top so your dollar pledge now only becomes like uh 60 something cents so then so to get back to the dollar you got to you got to go like a dollar 40 to get back to that dollar, so it's an illusion. It's just
1: what you see that you have pledged. Yeah. If you're if you have the account, looks like more, but it's at the expense of the customer. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, so it's this... a weird change. I I don't. I'm trying to understand why they thought this would because go over. Free money for Patreon.
1: That's what it was. They were basically making money for nothing. Yeah, I guess by I by, by making this this change so the people
0: running the patreon
1: yeah well the website
0: the corporation yes not us
1: <laughs> exactly um so a lot of people started dropping their one dollar pledges because they weren't they, they
0: weren't going as far yeah if it, your dollar would go up to a dollar 38 if you wanted to hit a dollar five would be 550 so these are not small amounts Especially a dollar to dollar thirty eight, that's a thirty eight percent increase in what you were paying before. Right. So if you so if you were giving out say you had forty dollars a month to different people, that forty dollars is now Pat Math, forty percent over forty dollars, uh what is that, like eighteen dollars, something like that? So fifty eight. I mean right. that's a significant jump up.
1: An eighteen bump up if you wanna keep the if you wanna keep the same amount of money going to your patrons.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
1: So <laughs> Patreon decided to roll back the changes and go back to the normal uh, way of doing things. And, uh, you know, they think that makes it all better. But quite frankly, it's really annoying because the damage has been done for a lot of these people who run on $1 pledges. And their idea of making it okay is... If you read between the lines, they're like, well, we're going to reconnect with your old patrons and we're going to, uh, you know, give them an easy way to resubscribe to you. So basically, Patreon's uh, Patreon's answer to this problem is to fucking send an email to your old patrons and be like, hey, do you want to resubscribe? Way to go.
0: They said that we think endlessly about the creator and patron impact for every decision we make. This is a change we spend a lot of time thinking about. Almost a year. After running tests with both creators and patrons, we settled on a fee that would impact creators and patrons in the smallest way possible. Considering both the amount that patrons pledge and the likelihood that they'll they'll keep supporting their creators on Patreon. Bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. (laughs) Because I I can't see anyone supporting multiple creators on Patreon and say, oh, this sounds good. Jack, my price is up 40% basically, versus what was before. No one. No one has ever... And I can't picture anyone receiving... uh, You know, who has a Patreon account, who has patrons saying, oh, this is going to be great. Everyone who supported me now has got to pay 40% more for this lower, and even the the higher end you're paying whatever, 10% more, 50% more. That's Because it's structured that weird that you get screwed if you're only giving giving less. Because I've never... And I've
1: yet to see a well-reasoned response as to why they would make that change, other than Hey, we're taking some free money.
0: Either that, or uh, Patreon has a whole, totally different way of charging everyone, where they're forced now to charge individuals versus a big batch. I don't know. I just, I think the big thing is that yeah, that thirty, that thirty-five cents per, that's Mickey Mouse bullshit. Yeah, that's really weird because. You're not charged that. If I if I go to a convention and run someone's card, I'm just charged a flat two, you know, whatever two point seven five percent. There's no thirty five cents per charge. That's something you go to your fucking pizza shop that says well, we won't we won't charge you unless it's four dollars. Yeah, it's a bullshit thing. Yeah. So I don't know what, but they reversed, which is good. Yeah. So, because they probably saw the amount of money they were bleeding probably from loss of patrons because of the bad decision. So they said, well, we better get them back. You know, that's what happens. Money talks in these situations.
1: Yeah, they didn't feel bad. It took them forever to issue a response. It was once they actually saw the action of uh, you know patrons disappearing, they realized that they were losing more than they were gaining in the long run.
0: So they got to figure out a way to to write it as you reach over and pick up your little cute little water glass. What is that? What's on there?
1: Uh, Quarter world from Portland in Portland.
0: Oh, nice. So thanks to uh, any patron out there of mine and/or Ian's, Um, if you got screwed by this. Sorry about that. It wasn't, it wasn't our decision, but they, they reversed it. And so, welcome back if you if you left. If you haven't, bye. I mean, I don't know. If, if you left, didn't come back, please come back. <laughs> if you didn't leave, thank you. Ian, we've been asked to talk about the uh, delay in a certain console that we've spoken about before. Wow, am I
1: surprised that there's been a delay. But it was kind of done in the shittiest and shoddiest of ways. So, the Atari box... Which, Ian does want to put his penis
0: on. And I'll no, I'll I said it. I
1: slapped my dick on it once. I mean, let's not make it sound more sensual than it is. It's just kind of a quick tap. <laughs> okay, just a tap, uh, yeah. a tap of respect.
0: Yeah. Well, well, you like how it looks. Yeah. The wood grain's nice.
1: So, um, Atari had a countdown going on their uh, Atari Box pre-order launch. And with three hours to go... They decided to stop it.
0: Was it that was it that low before they stopped it? This was a uh, countdown to an Indiegogo, correct?
1: Uh, it was, yeah, it was a countdown to an Indiegogo launch that would have pre-orders, um,
0: and it was. Let's see, let's see. Now you can join the wait list. By the way, yeah, sign up now to join the wait list. So they
1: it was a wait list. They paused it and. The con- and this was the message. Oh, and by the way, just three days prior, they had sent out a reminder to everyone, telling everyone to stay tuned for the for the launch.
0: So there's some miscommunication going on in the in the Atari Box family behind <laughs> well, the scenes about is this going to happen? No, it's not. What can change in three days if from I'm, we're I'm confident we should go live? To let's hold off on this. What, what, what either
1: way. Time to turn the Days Since Coleco Chameleon mentioned card back over to zero. Oh, shit. Uh, really? <laughs> well went like four months
0: without talking yeah. about it, I thought.
1: This, so- is, this is a Coleco... Or this is a Coleco Chameleon-style thing where right up until the last minute they think they're going to pull some magic out of their ass and they realize they couldn't. So here's the, here's the uh, message that now where, pops up. Where's the official message? The countdown to the Atari Box launch on Indiegogo has, offic- has been officially paused, comma... Because of one key element on our checklist, it is taking more time to create the platform and ecosystem the Atari community deserves. Building an Atari box is incredibly important to us and we will do whatever it takes to be sure it is worth the wait, Atari said. Okay, one, one, only one key element. But what? What is the key element? Interest? A functioning system? A reason to exist? A fucking, a, a fucking clue as to what you're doing? <laughs> uh, uh, an ecosystem doesn't sound like one key element. I mean, I don't know what they mean by ecosystem. An ecosystem
0: probably means...
1: means developers? Well, no.
0: Supporters? The ecosystem can, can encompass the front end combined with the digital store, the games to be offered, the deals in place for the games that come with it combined with what's available. When it, you know what I mean? Like, like what like what is this? What is like what is this box? Why do I have, the to me, ecosystem means why do I have this? Why do consumers want to purchase this and still use it a year from now? That's what an ecosystem is. So they haven't even started writing the outline in their spiral no, no. notebook. I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but maybe the, it hasn't been well defined. C- can they create this fairly easily Was an AMD Athlon-based uh, system. AMD processor with Radeon graphics running Linux. So it's another all-in-one box that we've seen before. they're fucking doop-de-doo. So they can do that easily, and they can have cute wood grain, and they can put on a little Atari symbol, no problem. But now, once you have this little computer, why do I have this little computer that looks like an Atari? Yeah. Once I purchase it, and I get over the fact that, yeah, it looks like a system that's 40 years old, What do I do with it? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. What do you do with it? So this isn't E&I being haters on some console, because we were fucking called that with the chameleon. We were just haters for some reason. Never mind the fact that from the beginning, when it was even the retro VGS, we're like, why does this exist? It's once again, we have a
1: product without a market.
0: There's no consumer base for this. And
1: I think there, I think, they're realizing that in very I mean, nice words,
0: I mean you're gonna say, well Pat, there's a you know there's a there's a market for the you know the Atari all in one boxes and the flashbacks. yes, because they're built in games, there's like sixty or seventy of them, and you're paying fifty bucks for that experience, and that's all the experience you want, so you don't have to pay three hundred dollars to get the experience that's already existed for the past ten years at Walmart.
1: Also that's the only experience the person expected
0: yes with this. They're, they're banking on your nostalgia to p- perhaps overpay for a cute little all-in-one underpowered PC that once you get past a cute Atari logo, that now means nothing to most people. What are you left with? Is there anything you, g- you can get out of this box that you could not have gotten out of your PC that already exists? or the Xbox Live Arcade experience that offers all the old Atari games, or the fucking fla- the, the 30 different flashbacks that exist that you can go buy at GameStop or Target.
1: Atari exclusives.
0: Like what? I, I, I what 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 is what in this ecosystem will draw me to this that doesn't exist elsewhere? Gar's Revenge 3. They're going to get Howard Scott Warshaw out of retirement to, to do that one? Rated Mature. Get him out of his, <laughs> yeah. his successful... Psychologist practice psychology right. practice? Uh, uh, yep. To do that? I mean, again, it's not hating, it's just okay. What are it, we, what are we doing with it? What what are we doing with this? You want to blow three hundred bucks on it? Feel free to blow three hundred bucks on it. But if there's not enough money to blow three hundred bucks on it, it ain't never gonna come out anyway. You know, if only hundred people want it, they're not gonna make it. You know, so there you have it. We're just we're just we're just drunken podcasters. Boom. <laughs> this is interesting news, Ian. Something that it's not surprising we got to this point when we first... Did we discuss on the podcast when... No, we didn't discuss the podcast when it was first announced. And they said, all oh, the talks were already dead uh, a month back. About the deal between Disney buying out every entertainment arm of Fox.
1: This accelerated really quickly.
0: I feel like when you hear this... When you always hear this news... It's always months later than what's actually happening. Right. Because for the, then they get to the point of it being leaked and reported to like variety. Oh, talks are already broken down. It happened before stuff. Deals like this don't happen in a week. For, no. When you have multi-billion dollar deals done, this is stuff that takes you want to say takes six to eight months at minimum probably in order to get ducks in a row and to negotiate and to figure out how exactly is this going to work before you get into it. Or even actually get approval for this with antitrust laws and things like that across the world, not just in one country like the US. This is stuff that takes time to get going. But when you look at what happens in the past, for example, with Marvel Studios not announcing movies for like phase four, having like in the past, it was like, here's the next five years of movies. Now it's like, Oh, after Avengers, uh, there's like, ah eh, there's a Spider-Man 2, yeah, but that's really Sony. Ant-Man, Wasp. Yeah, but that was pre-announced. And then you got, what else? You have Captain Marvel, but that got pushed back like a year. Mm-hmm. So that's all we know that's coming. So this could be one of the reasons why. Because they're waiting. They're waiting on Big Daddy Mouse to, to make a deal. <laughs> so Disney has acquired a deal. 21st Century Fox's film and TV studios. And, of course, that includes the X-Men characters.
1: Fantastic Four. Fantastic
0: Four. And, really, that's all that's left, then, with Spider-Man being still at Sony.
1: Uh, Deadpool.
0: Deadpool's an X-Men character, but yes. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. So, he's part of that whole weird thing. So, what this means is that this covers all the, the TV networks that are not sports and politics, and Fox, Fox, like Fox Business, Fox Sports, um, the Fox Sports National, it might include the aff- small affiliates, but not the National, and Fox News is not included in this deal. So, that's, to me, that's good. I hear people talk about, well, we're going to have a monopoly of Disney owning everything, because it also includes Avatar, it includes uh, Aliens and Predator shit, oh, yeah, um, includes The Simpsons, and Family Guy, and all the animated stuff. So, there is something scary with that which I get for sure.
1: Yeah, no, that's no, kind of terrifying. It, it,
0: yeah, with with Disney to controlling that, that is scary. But that's not why to me the deal took place entirely. But you want to talk about the scary part of it? If it does well, that scare you?
1: Well, the part that scares me comes with uh, digital
0: distribution. Um, which I was going to get to, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that—that's that's what, <laughs> is that much more scary than versus owning all these entities? I mean, owning all the entities is
1: scary, but they, I guess they're both equally scary to me. The digital distribution part can be fairly terrifying only because they will own so much of it that the, the pricing on the digital distribution, I, I mean, where does that go? Well, this is what's
0: going to happen. So, Fox has a, has a currently a 30% stake in Hulu. So if Disney gains that on top of, I guess, what they already have, they're going to have a majority control in Hulu. Right. Uh, that are 30% is already a majority. So that would mean Disney would have majority stake in Hulu, basically control Hulu, which is big. Then they're starting their own Disney-branded online right. streaming service. We talked service. about that. And they're finally going to get the ESPN one up and running. And that's the biggest uh, uh, cable channel overall on TV. So you have that three-tiered attack that we now own all this content. So that's a little scary there. Right. But what that also means is that they'll have leverage on every other streaming service. Because right now when you turn on Netflix, I can watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I can watch Captain America Civil War. I can watch Doctor Strange. If Disney puts out their own streaming service, especially with owning Star Wars and now everything else that they now acquired, they can go to Netflix and say, "Either you're not getting our stuff, or you're going to pay up." So either way, Disney's going to win. They're going to they're going to affect Netflix there because when you talk about the quantity of programming that they're getting on top of what they had, you talk about all of Fox's back library of movies too. Now that's not just Star Wars and Avengers. That's tons of fucking movies. Tons of shows. Well, that's what so I mean. Well, come... they
1: then have that selection under their oh, yeah. their
0: hands. I mean, it's, it comes down to digital. We're not talking about future. Then again, they've had leverage over movie theaters when it came to Star Wars. That was pretty pretty bad. How they they forced uh, the hand of mom and pop, or well, even the bigger ones. But I think it was like you have to have Star Wars in your best theater for four weeks, and plus you need like those four screens of it, which killed smaller movie theaters, or else you can't have Star Wars, uh, the Last Jedi. So it's scary. But we're going to have Fantastic Four probably in Avengers 4. So I'm happy about that. That's that's a silver lining. People are like, well, it's the death of... Yeah, but you know, you get to see a proper Fantastic Four before Frank's dead. So I guess that's good too. What was it? Is a deal for like fifty-two billion? Yeah, you don't make a deal for fifty-two billion just for to get X Men and Fantastic Four back because no. you're not going to make the money back no. on fucking two comic, you know, two sets of comic book characters. You're, you're not making that money back. Marvel would rather not have another Fantastic Four comic ever again made versus paying fifty billion dollars <laughs> for them. But I, but yes, we can get through the scary part of the monopolistic monopolistic practices of streaming media in the future. But will we see a reboot of the X Men though? yeah we, we will though we will no but th- but at least that's good for the x-men though
1: <laughs> hey it's great well, for those fictional characters that i can't wait to watch on the big screen again
0: but no let's talk about that real quick though because right now you have deadpool 2 coming out i can picture marvel studios keeping by the way disney has made r-rated movies in the past they, they had Miramax making r-rated movies yeah. forever so it's not like you're never going to see an r-rated movie ever again because disney bought a bunch of no no, no. If they come out with the Predator movie, it'll be fucking R. You know, get old Arnold back for that. Yeah, Predator
1: Predators, movie. I'm pretty sure, it was only PG-13, and that wasn't even under Disney.
0: I think they did Alien vs. Predator 2, PG-13, or some bullshit. I don't know. Well,
1: what, yeah, that was a hard R.
0: Oh, that was? the first. Was one of them PG-13, or no? The first one. It was? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the whole point is that that's not what you should be concerned about, disney If they do a, a Deadpool 3 with, with Disney, they would probably keep it R. There's no reason not to if the first two made money. So that'll stay. They'll reboot the fuck out of the regular X Men. They're gonna New Mutants one. That's it. Whatever's in the dock right now, I made. That's all you're gonna see. There won't be a New Mutants weird horror trilogy. That ain't gonna happen. I'm looking forward to that. actually. No, it does look interesting. It's different. But what I'm saying is that's it. Right. That's all you're gonna get. Now we're gonna reboot it for Phase Four. Um, Fantastic Four. There's they're they're filming Avengers Four right now. They could easily put a cameo in at the end of 4. Hell, they could put a cameo in at the end of the one coming out in May if they wanted to. Uh, how, do you, how do you do that, Pat? How do you combine them? Real simple. Doctor Strange says, hey, see that multiverse? Fantastic Four and X-Men exist there. Now they're here too. There you go. Yep. Problem definitely. solved. Yep. And we get rid of the shitty humans after that. You know, like everyone will be okay. Probably. So anything else to add? Are you? I'm excited. I'm, with dangers aside, I'm extremely excited to see Fantastic Four done right. I am extremely excited for that. I'm excited about
1: the X-Men, but
0: I, I'm not excited about the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's not taking over the world. Amazon will. There'll be Amazon versus Disney when all of us die in between. That's what's going to happen. Okay. There'll be a nuclear fallout. <laughs> Fair enough. With Disney, Disney-shaped Disney fucking bombs with ears dropping on us. <laughs> Mickey Mouse bombs getting dropped. That's how the end of the world's going to be. So, All right. All right. Uh, th- th- this is an interesting uh, sort of announcement that... Uh, uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection coming up.
1: Yeah, this is huge, and it looks like it's going to be fant- huge. Fa- fantastically well done. It's being done by um, Hold on. Pause. Yep. Excuse me. Um, it's being done by Digital Eclipse, who has done a lot of work with Capcom in the past. They did the Uh, Mega Man Collections 1 and 2 I believe Uh, they also did the Disney Afternoon Collections and now they're doing the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection that'll come out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC um There is 12 games on this thing. I mean, it's insane. Let's run through them. The original Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Some of those are a little extraneous, but that's a really awesome
0: set of games. They're not leaving anything out that matters. Who gives? We don't give a shit about the EX one or whatever, the that weird 3D. Actually,
1: EX is great, but it's not... I mean, yeah. whatever. It's... Sure. It's not in here. And four games within the collection, Street Fighter II Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter II uh, Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha 3, and Street Fighter III Third Strike. Um, I mean, I well, love Street Fighter Alpha 2, but those three would definitely be kind of the... Um, you know the epitomes of each of those series. Um, I mean, that's great. Those those will have the online fighting. Or those will have online. I was going to say
0: you know, that's an important thing. Those will f- have online play for. I don't t- totally agree with the choices there. While you'd have hyper fighting be playable online, but not just regular champion edition or or or, or turbo or whatever. You do get turbo. You get Street Fighter Two hyper, Super Street Fighter Two turbo. I mean, I mean, going back to the original, I guess that the extra characters uh, that's why. But whatever. You're you're getting them and and people really love Street Fighter, uh, Third Strike, and that's still played. Uh, Alpha Three, I guess, is Alpha Three still played a lot?
1: I mean, I probably not competitively. I don't know, but I mean, it's a really good game. It's fun as hell.
0: But they didn't have to put all these games in. No, they didn't. They could have just said We're, we'll include just the four that you can play online, and people would be like, okay, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, but the fact that you can go back and play the the awful original Street Fighter. Is, is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You, I mean, yeah, why not? I just think it's funny that, like, with this and Mega Man, 30th Anniversary is 87. The stuff's not coming out in 87. No. They announced it in 87. Right. For the games that you mostly don't care about. You know, for... No one gave a shit about the original Street Fighter. Well, they did It would have th- been forgotten if no if they were came out with Street Fighter 2 f- uh, four years <laughs> later. So it's like, why why bother, I guess, but... They did the same thing with
1: uh, when they announced Sonic Mania. They announced it in the year of the anniversary, but it didn't come
0: out until this, a year later. In this story, the series has sold over 40 million games over the past three decades. I would say, yeah, how many were the original? <laughs> you know, about yeah. 25, <laughs> but uh, Fighting Street on, on uh, TurboGrafx CD. You know, that we, <laughs> not, not many people finally remember that first one. The original one had Ken, Ryu, and uh, Sagat. And, uh,. Besides that, they had characters in that series they brought back, I guess, in Street Fighter Three. Yeah. But
1: some of these will be fun to be to just revisit briefly, like Street Fighter Three Second Impact before they destroyed Sean. Um not familiar, who's Sean? Sean is uh he has the yellow gi. Um it's the black dude with the yellow gi who does the uh the uppercuts and the Hadokens. Oh so I'm not familiar. actually I don't think he has a hot organ, But
0: um, how about Dan? Is Dan when's Dan's first appearance in Alpha? Actually, because Alpha's first appearance. No, I Alpha's, think Alpha is the prequel.
1: Uh, now we're just going to sound like a bunch of fucking noobs, so it doesn't matter.
0: Alpha takes place between Street Fighter and Street Fighter Two, right? It's like wedged in between.
1: No, Alpha's after Two. Is it? Yes.
0: I thought it was a prequel. Stop talking.
1: We're just you know. Alpha doesn't mean the, the beginning. No, stop. We're done. We're oh. done. We're killing ourselves. <laughs> uh, and it was called it was Street Fighter Zero in Japan, which Zero. I guess means beforehand, but it, maybe it's before. I don't know. I don't care. One of us is going to look like an idiot.
0: We're you, both In the comments, like Let is. us know. I thought Alpha was the prequel. We're done with to Street topic. Fighter 2. Uh-oh. He's not as confident anymore. No, neither of us are. I'm <laughs> no, just saying we No, I just thought dying. that's what... Because... We're dying. We're like... I'm a- not dying. I thought it wasn't Charlie in Street Fighter Alpha before he got well, changed to yeah. the Blanca. So that'd be a prequel. Wasn't it? Ian. oh On
1: to the next topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On to the next topic. Ian... Uh, Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> <laughs> just won Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards. Originally it was Spike, and now you just watch it streaming online. Uh, run by Jeff Keighley, does a pretty good job running this. Yes, they are three to four hour semi commercials. Developers come on and hawk their new games. We understand that. But that's the only way you're going to get these shows to exist. I think I've ever watched one. <laughs> i've used to watch a chung all the way through this time i just i watched for like 10 15 minutes here and there i'm just like i'm done i don't know if they had shick hydroman this year though uh, i don't think they had them this year Did i they? do
1: actually mean to watch them just because people seem to think they're kind of fun but i, I well there's forget. always premieres I'm, they had,
0: had, they had, I'm usually at work for they them, had dude. the really weird eight minute death stranding uh trailer short story yeah I need did to you see watch that? that no
1: you didn't watch that no I heard there was like a baby in an ear. It's a cool looking. A it's
0: a cool looking movie, but you're gonna to have to play that somehow. I don't know how you're supposed to play that. <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to play that having a have a baby inside Norman Reedus. I don't know how that works. We'll find out. Giving a, given a thumbs up or whatever. It was <laughs> it was bizarre. It was gory. It was weird as hell. And so supposedly, um, I, th- I think what they said was you don't understand what's going on in the game until like six to eight hours and you kind of get a feel for what the hell's going on or something like that where like you're really not sure what's happening. Okay, USA. Okay, USA. But anyway, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild gets Game of the Year.
1: I'm I'm very happy about that.
0: You want to put that like where you can reach it? Yeah. Right, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> very happy about that as a person who has not experienced it on his own yet but watched Vonnie um, play it. You know, for quite a few hours, um, it's just an amazing-looking game, and to um, watch her fall into it as hard as she did, uh, and to hear about others' experiences with it, um, it sounded fantastic. Obviously, I wouldn't have been able to cast a vote for it without playing it. Um, but no one's ever said a bad thing about it. Do you haven't played it at all. No,
0: this is a modern game that Pat's actually played a decent amount. And Ian has it. Holy shit! Yeah.
1: Wow, because um, there's so much talk about it, I just wanted to put it on hold until I, had, you know, beaten some other games okay. and could go into it a little bit more fresh. Um, but it's it's really interesting and nice to see Nintendo win a Game of the Year.
0: When's the last time that happened? Well, they, they probably were nominated for Super Mario Galaxy, but I they, would imagine did they win for that? And that was like 2007.
1: Let me let me or try six? to look while you talk.
0: Okay, so. We all know that this game was supposed to come out 75 years ago. Nintendo pushes it back and pushes it back so they can have it come out and be a a Switch launch title. That was their gambit, to have something the Switch could depend upon when it comes out in March, which is a strange year for a new console to come out, and the Switch had to be successful, or else Nintendo would go just to your iPhone in the future. No, they'll be okay, okay either way. So the gambit worked. There are way too many Game of the Year awards. Never mind. It's, a, it's an excellent game that comes out. It's heralded. It's a Game of the Year candidate as soon as it comes out. You can see that the care that went into this, um, lovingly so. It's a beautiful game to look at just to be in their experience. The music, just the, the ambient feel. It's You can get lost in this game. You can absolutely get lost. Um, I have not played the other game, game of the Year candidates. Can't say I have. But that said... This is an excellent game. This is one of those games that come around once every 15 years or so. You're like, "Holy shit." You know. So, I have no problem with them winning. Nintendo wins. That's good for them obviously, but the Switch is so far, you know, already a, a runaway hit. And this sort of just pays off Nintendo's bet to push us back cuz years from now people will forget that this was even on the Wii U. You know, and they'll be like, "Oh, it was a Wii U game." Yeah, well, it was supposed to be. And they sure. said, no, we're going to... Fuck you, Wii U owners. We're going to make sure the Switch is a success. And put it on... The, but well, I don't care about that. Because otherwise, i had nothing to play the first few months of the Switch. Because everyone was just playing this in Bomberman when it came out.
1: I think some of the most interesting things in the game are the... um I guess the physics or the puzzle solving that makes sense. The, uh, you know, if, All you, different, need to, if like, you need to light a fire in the rain, throw a sword out there and let the lightning strike it. You oh. Know, it, it, like, you know, and it'll light the fire spot, you know, stuff like that, and it's very cool.
0: They, they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. They've been working on this game for probably like six years. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, of course, they're going to be thinking about it. And they just had their two DLC packs come out. So the second one just came out, the, was it Cham- uh, Champions Ballad? Ballad of the Champions? What is it called? I don't know. But, but sure. the, those to me seem to be entirely different games. Like, you can do a whole lot more. I don't care about Nintendo having a motorbike. Uh, Nintendo. Link having a motorbike. I don't... I have like a little moped. I don't care.
1: I think that's pretty neat.
0: You, I mean, you're gonna if you're gonna get on that but not get on the fact that there's fucking tanks in the game basically running around. Like, there's a bunch of robotic shit already in the game. Sure, It's already a mix of you know, magic and and technology. Well, it's
1: also DLC. You could just, you know. You can not buy it.
0: Fucking ignore it or just not write it. But if you already played the game, maybe you want to have a little, you want to jet around in a little... (laughs) After the game in one DLC pack, you've played
1: the game proper.
0: You've earned it. You've earned it casual. (laughs) You've played the game for 195 hours. How much has Vani played it probably? 200 oh, well, hours i
1: don't even know probably 200 at this point i yeah. mean
0: i probably have only 25 30 hours into it and i feel like holy shit i played a lot but i still haven't scratched the surface yet you know doing it so was that a prequel that game no, i'm kidding <laughs> anything else to hand here you're no. happy what was nintendo's last game of the year we don't know we don't we don't know nintendo game of the year someone's breaking to your house Possibly. List of Game of the Year awards. Let's see. I'm going to guess that, that Nintendo has not a Game of the Year in 20 years. Uh, I'm going to guess. Think there's so many. Like you said, there's like 1up.com Gamma Sutra. I'm just going to put Nintendo. Control F Nintendo. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ocarina of Time in 98. Uh, that That's makes, a big one. That makes sense. So we're looking at 20 years unless Super Mario, Super Mario Galaxy probably won on some Um, yeah
1: it had to have won something
0: but you're not looking at that many you know what i mean we're not looking at a huge amount you know for different categories and maybe twilight princess but definitely galaxy was the last probably big one that was like holy shit this is big it's christmas time ian you like getting goodies for christmas you like getting t-shirts you like getting figurines you like getting nice little geek items well Why, why not order a present for yourself well, the whole point was with Loot Crate, you get to all that every month. That's where I was going with that. Every month, you gift yourself a all box of... Oh, Yes, it's like 12, It's a Christmas or a Hanukkah every month. You get an exclusive t-shirt. You get exclusive figures. You get, you get goodies from franchises like uh, Destiny 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy and mystery franchises. Especially if you order by the 19th, you get the Explorer. Every box. month is a different theme. It is so you can go to LootCrate.com dot com slash pat enter my code pat to save ten percent on any new subscription, and if you order by December nineteenth at nine p. m. Pacific, you are going to get the Explore, the Explore box right there. In the past, there has been items. What are some items in the past from Loot Crate you enjoyed, Ian? T shirt, otherwise.
1: Uh, they've done uh, the Marvel TV franchises oh, with sure. uh, little figurines. Uh, they've done. You know, neat random stuff you would think of. Like luggage tags. Oh, they yeah. do they do cool pins. Pikachu they, hat. Yep. They <laughs> yeah, they've done <laughs> they've done hats. Um, you know, they uh They do uh, boxes, uh, like upgrade boxes with socks and stuff like that. So um, they add all sorts of neat stuff. And they dig pretty deep. A lot of the stuff that they access, uh, that they pull from, are cult classics and favorites. So, uh, you know, you might find something uh, that really, really hits home for you, uh, like Dungeons & Dragons
0: or Goonies or something like that. It's the best surprise you know is coming. An epic range of pop culture items for less than twenty bucks a month. Again, go to lootcratecom Pat, Enter code PAT and save ten percent on any new order today. Ian's gone, so I can talk about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Let's go. Let's go solo here, solo shot. All right, people. Star Wars: The Last Jedi is the sequel to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Uh, what did Pat think? I enjoyed it. I thought this was the first Star Wars movie since maybe *Empire Strikes Back* to have a set of balls. This this was not your typical Star Wars movie. This did a lot of different things, not just uh, plot wise or structure wise with the narrative, but also with the characters. And I this will be this will be spoilerish. This will be spoilerish. So. What you need to know before you see The Last Jedi, if you saw it, the movie can be summed, summed up in the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes when you're on that island that looks like it's off the coast of Scotland, there, that Luke Skywalker's on there. And, uh, and Ray comes up to Luke Skywalker and hands the lightsaber. His lightsaber that was missing to Luke. And Luke looks at it tosses it over his shoulder like it doesn't matter. And that's pretty much the audience's uh, you know, experience going into this. Your expectations about what's going to happen, throw them out the window. What does Luke say in the movie? This is not going to go the way you thought it would. So, The Last Jedi is a movie about... It's about a movie about your expectations being different than reality. It's a movie about failure. It's a movie about disappointment and how to deal with that. And I think that's what the audience is is experiencing right now. Disappointment that the movie hasn't gone perhaps the way they thought it would, or this isn't what they thought would be their movie. For example, the character of Luke Skywalker in this movie is depressed. He's bitter. He's had failure in his life that he has to account for. And to a lot of people, that's not what they thought Luke Skywalker should be. Well, first of all, you're not controlling the character. That's up to a bunch of other people. That spent billions, billions of dollars to gain control of the character, but second, we're looking at a, a jaded old Luke Skywalker that secluded himself for a reason, uh, you know, and he's been different versus the character he was thirty years ago. So, the best characters change over time. If if you find it difficult to square this Luke Skywalker with the one in Return Return of Jedi, I understand that. There's that there's a lot to be unpacked with a character that you thought was a certain way when you watched when you were five versus when you're 35 and all of a sudden the character is totally different and gone in a different direction. I understand that, but characters need to to grow. They need to develop. Um, Han Solo in The Force Awakens was the same exact character, for the most part, that we saw at the end. Um, And that can happen in reality. You can be the same person you are at 65 and 35. But for Luke Skywalker, it was a different path. And I understand why they did that. It made sense. It, It explained more of the backstory of Kylo Ren. So... I don't have a big problem with that. Um, there's there's some complaints about uh, subplots not going anywhere or not mattering. For example, um, the one with Finn and Rose. They go, they try to get a, a safe cracker to help them. At the end, it, it doesn't really matter their plan. Sometimes heroes don't always work out as heroes. Sometimes they fail. Sometimes their, their actions don't matter. I, I applaud a, a movie, especially one as big as Star Wars and one that's a big crowd-pleasing Bobbuster, I applaud them for taking risks in that fact. I applaud the fact that Poe makes a bad decision and fucks up. I applaud them going out on a limb and and basically doing something to throw the audience off their game. Because that's basically we remember Empire Strikes Back being beloved as as still probably the best out of all these Star Wars movies. And when you look at Empire Strikes Back, there was a lot of risks taken in that movie throughout the entire structure. Luke messes up. He makes bad decisions. Uh, Yoda comes out of nowhere. Um, we find out that, you know, L- Luke uh, has a father and it's Darth Vader, which is a shock to the audience. Before that, Vader was just written and thought of as just some fucking lackey. You go back and look at the original Star Wars. No one, through the writing or direction, you wouldn't think that Vader was anything more than just a fucking uh, big stooge that worked for Tarkin. And that's probably how it was originally conceived, to be honest. You know, he was just the guy that slaughtered Luke's dad. They changed him to be Luke's dad, and they got to change that the same way they had to change Leia being, you know, Luke's uh, sister. Even though originally there was no plans for that to happen. So you know, a lot of stuff like that going has gone on with Star Wars, trying to you know rewrite history. But uh, it, this was an enjoyable movie. I, I think a lot of the complaints you you see have their roots about just. I guess, the shortcomings of what you can do with Star Wars in general. There's only so many stories you can tell before it gets old with guys fighting each other with laser swords and space battles. Because that's really what every Star Wars movie comes down to. It comes down to two people facing off one-on-one with a lightsaber, and you got to put them together somehow. You have to go through all these weird lengths to put two people together to fight, or two-on-one, whatever. Or... And or at the same time, you got a fucking massive space battle going on to destroy a huge super weapon slash super giant planet type uh, structure that's going to destroy a base or destroy a planet before you can stop it. And that's almost every Star Wars movie that's come out, with the exception of two now. Those two being The Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. Besides those two, two out of eight, right... Well, no. Well, I'm not even really counting the prequels. I guess. No, even with the, even with the prequels, you have them blowing up a big base in the first one that they have to blow up, and attack of the clones, which to me is the worst one. That's a mess. And Revenge of the Sith is a plot to kill. Jesus. Let's let's throw out those prequels. Those are a weird side story on their own. Okay, out of these six movies, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Out of these five movies, there are let's see, three Death Stars, right? Three sort of Death Stars out of out of five. So they got to change it up. So I get that. Uh, I love the fact that spoilers. Ray's parents are nobodies. That's fine to me. Anakin's Anakin's uh, well, his mother was a nobody. Um, we don't know really what the father was. That's a weird story. That was she was it something magical with the force impregnating Shmi Skywalker or whatever. That's weird. The, um, sometimes heroes come from nowhere. There's a lot of little hints in this movie about that being a theme about, you know, you're a nobody. I mean, uh, Finn is a nobody. You know, Stormtrooper there doesn't really have a real name that we know about. He's nicknamed Finn, right? Small heroes. This is, this is the shedding of the, at this point, unnecessary Skywalker saga that should end. If you want to say Star Wars is, is all about the Skywalker saga, then at some point you're going to run out of steam. I don't. I don't want Ray to be a Skywalker. I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. I'm over the Skywalker saga. It should end. So, and that's what this movie's done. This was. This was. If Episode Seven was a nostalgia soft reboot where they make sure they pleased everyone, this was not. This was. Fuck. Fuck what you saw in Episode Seven. We're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna kill off most of the of the the, the Rebel Resistance, which they kill off like ninety five percent of. We're going to. Uh, kill off Luke Skywalker, and he goes out, he has his moments, he goes out, and we're going to start afresh. And we're going to kill off and change the underwritten characters from Episode 7. Like, uh, Snoke gets killed off. Pretty good scene. I don't give a shit about Snoke's backstory. Remember, when you saw Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, there was no real backstory that you knew about to the Emperor. It was just some weird-ass guy in charge. Same with Snoke. Get rid of him. Not interesting. It's not. It's, it's about Kylo Ren's development, not Snoke. Not interesting to me at all. Just isn't. And I think that's a, the problem people saw. It's like, oh, I wanted to hear more about Snoke. Well, tough shit. Uh, he's gone. <laughs> but now this is the freedom. Because before this point, you knew exactly how Episode Nine was going to go. You were going to get some sort of redemption with Kylo Ren, taking down Snoke. Uh, you, know, you were going to have them blow up another Death Star... You are going to have another happy ending. That you now it's almost like the slate is almost clean, where you almost can't predict to a point where Episode Nine is going to go. Besides them taking down the First Order, that probably was going to, is going to happen to some extent. But you don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know who the leader is going to be. You don't know. Hey, maybe Ray, maybe Ray goes to the dark side in Episode Nine, and maybe Kylo Ren turns good. Maybe maybe they do something there. You know, you don't you don't know as much. Of course, I can just be spitballing here. So, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Was it perfect? No. There's some t- there's some minor plot holes here and there, um, I think. There's pacing issues. They probably could have shortened this movie by 10 minutes uh, easily. Did I have to see Luke drink alien titty milk? Probably not. I thought it was a little weird to see that. <laughs> could have been more been more training with Luke? Sure. There could have been more scenes of Luke training. Uh, you know, there really was nothing with him really wielding a lightsaber. But you know, I think that I think they're done with fan service now. I this again, this movie has a lot of balls to do what the audience did not expect. And I applaud them for that. Because if this was another episode seven where it's like, Yeah, this is fun, but you know, more fan service. Let, let's see uh every other minor character. Like it's surprising how little in this movie, how little R two D two there is, how little C three peel there really is. Uh Admiral Ackbar is killed after a single line and he's killed off screen. Um, Nia Numb still exists though because you got to have him for some reason. But, um, but no, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. The only thing I would probably say about it is that I fucking love, spoilers, the fact that Yoda comes back and it's not the shitty prequel, dumbass, warmongering, f- uh, flipping around toad Yoda. It's the wise, sage, yet goofy a little bit humorous Yoda from Empire and Return of the Jedi. It's the Yoda that we grew up with. It's the Yoda that was missing from the prequels where I'll scratch my head like this is not Yoda. Uh, the Yoda that says uh, war not makes one great. That's the Yoda I love. Not the fucking uh, general Yoda telling the clone troopers where to fight. That's not Yoda that I like. I never needed or wanted to see Yoda with a lightsaber, and this was not that Yoda. This was the this was the nice Yoda, and they used they used a puppet at least for the close-ups. It was puppet Yoda, it was Frank Oz in there, hand up Yoda's ass, doing puppet Yoda, and it was fantastic. So I applaud that. I'm actually in. I'm, I'm I like the fact that they threw out. I wonder if J.J. Abrams knew they were going to throw out a lot of this stuff. Uh, Knights of Ren nowhere to be seen. That is interesting because I'm not sure they're going to bring that back in episode nine at all. Or that was just something that they're not going to tie up that They thought oh, that's a bad idea. We're not going to talk about the Knights of Ren anymore, helping out Kylo. That, that is something to me. I think they could either address or talk about more. Um, other than that, I don't think there's that much, a huge amount for me uh, wrong with this. Again, there's only so much you can do with the star Wars story. There's only so much you can do. So if you feel that they could have done something better, I'm really curious to know what they could have done differently Versus what we haven't seen in, in, you know, eight nine other movies. If you include, if you include uh, Rogue One, what other type of story have you not seen at this point, or that you could possibly see with these with these sort of characters out there? How many different types of, uh, you know, X wing versus Tie fighter fights can you see? By the way, to me that was a big highlight of the movie was the first opening space battle. It was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty suspenseful with Rose, uh, Rose's sister making a cool sacrifice. That to me was uh sort of one of the highlights early on. And then Rose character herself could be developed a little bit better. That to me uh needs some work. But there you have it. There's my review. There's my review for Star Wars, The Last Jedi. If I had to place it on my Star Wars scale, it would probably, probably be third. Empire, New Hope, Last Jedi. That's how I would I would mark it on my list. And then right after uh Last Jedi, you probably on a good or bad day, be, it would be eh, maybe Jedi can make it just for nostalgia over The Force Awakens but I love Han Solo in Force Awakens and in Return of the Jedi uh, looked like he didn't want to be there because there was nothing written for him in Return of the Jedi so there you have it So Ian, you can come back in now, buddy Ian, do we have a scumbag? Scumbag. Scumbag. That's a scumbag. Seller. That's a seller. seller. Of the week. Week. Of the week. week. Of the week. week. That's Christmas week. edition. That's week.
1: Christmas edition. Christmas edition. Because, you know, we can't get past anything being scalped. And any any Nintendo item at this point. Any Nintendo item. And, uh, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. So oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. No, I'm not shocked. We knew this was going to happen. <laughs>
0: So what are people uh, scalping, in? Oh, wow.
1: that Super Mario uh, Odyssey cereal with the little amiibo tucked into the cardboard somewhere. Uh, right now, people are asking uh, 24 dollars for a box of cereal. Uh, you know, richly fortified in vitamins, as long as you also eat a dozen eggs with it. Um and this one is the scumbag seller, and I'm sure. Well, there's, there's plenty. Lots of them. We, we're gonna go over a bunch of them. This this one here, we've got this one. It's urban art lover. Um, they've got some pictures of uh, yeah, a
0: lot of boxes of cereal, toys and stuff. Two four seven has looks like they bought twenty of them. So I guess for your holiday season, a good a good choice of your time is to go to every walmart and target not just that go to every food town and vons and safeway and buy the cereal do you think these they're, are sad people i don't i don't think they're happy no they're not i'm not gonna say they're sad but they're not happy with their with
1: they're themselves. nonplussed they've forgotten how to feel emotion you think so just...
0: i'm gonna get all that cereal i can
1: i'm just gonna wake up early i'm gonna have a really i'm, boring. I'm gonna
0: make every child sad that wants mario cereal because i want to make Five bucks on each one.
1: I'm gonna have Weedabix because I'm boring, <laughs> but uh, yeah. We'll but but you know these. you do have
0: to, you do have to point you do have to blame the buyers as well, because unless I, I didn't know they're only going to stock one one like you know one shipment. I didn't think that's going to happen with cereal because this is in supermarkets as well, correct? So, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It was it was in all like all over in supermarkets. So
0: they restock like when Cinnamon Life sells out, they restock that, right? There's only not just one shipment of of, of cinnamon toast crunch that happens so limited edition. Really,
1: so Nintendo only sent out one shipment of Super Mario cereal. Like this wasn't going to be what kids wanted to eat every morning for breakfast. You no. Know,
0: so I so both the scalpers, I think. Well, the scalpers are making money right now, some of them, but they're they're dumb. But the people, I will get on the people buying these for being dumb too. Oh yeah. For not just waiting the next week and a half when there's more cereal. Let's. the Nintendo Oh, I only- see what
1: you're saying. Yeah, of course it's going
0: to be restocked. Of course. Yeah, it's cereal. They don't, they don't do one runs of cereal at Vaughn's. They don't clear the space <laughs> at I Safeway for saying. that. Yeah, this, is, this isn't
1: an electronics
0: item. This no. This is fucking cereal.
1: This is a food item. Yeah. <laughs> you can be constantly making this. They're fucking swimming in this.
0: Okay. Tar- yeah, let me see. Target reveals... Let me see this Target reveals Super Mario cereal was a huge success and hoping to restock. They answered that ask Target answered on Twitter... This is a very popular cereal that sold out fast, after someone asked him. We'll share your interest with our buying teams in hopes for the cereal to be restocked. Why is there hopes for cereal to be restocked? You restock food that sells. What This is not, should not be treated like any other food item. You don't have, like, a brand of pickles that once those those four jars of pickles are gone, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> that was it, guys. That's it. Is is this, like, the one
1: food item that's stocked next to the, like, Amiibos and video games? Is it is it locked in
0: a case next to the Switches? <laughs> This is not an exclusive item. This this is it not. It shouldn't be. This isn't the NES classic edition. This is not Super Mario cereal classic. This is this is a fucking food item. The only difference between this that is there's a, an, an NFC chip somewhere in the box, right? That's it. Pat, I'm confused and I'm in pain and upset. I I just don't get I just don't get it.
1: <laughs> do I, you know, I, what?
0: I'm blaming the I'm blaming the buyers on this one. Usually I don't do that. This is a this is a cereal item. This is a breakfast food barely it's a fucking breakfast food. <laughs> Not probably tastes better than awful Nintendo cereal. There's a picture on Yes, there's a picture on this. There's a picture right next to Apple Jacks and Life cereal and Quaker's Simply Granola for 3.69. This is at your local grocers. Well, they should be carrying it was. It, it was. <laughs> Ask the stock boy to get more in the back. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more cereal in the back. By the way, I'd like to point out that really asking someone if there's things in the back Fucking works. I was hunting down expansion packs for a game. I'm not gonna advertise for it as much as I love it. I talk about it plenty on uh on the on Twitter. But I found everything I needed just by asking the people, hey, is there more of this in the back? Oh yeah. And they'd just bring out tons more. Okay. So I
0: maybe you want to get Nintendo cereal for your your niece or nephew or or son that wants it. I understand if you want to Pay twenty five bucks for a scalper, but the next time you're going in and buying a pound of roast beef, or you're buying some some Doritos, just look at your cereal aisle. There might be a box there. Yeah, there probably is a box there. I can't picture. Then again, scalpers have surprised before. I can't picture every scalper going to go into the seventy five supermarkets in the area and buying every single box.
1: I don't know. There were people that we know on there who said that they traveled to, like... I can't remember who, but they traveled to, like, every single supermarket in their area and it was gone.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But they're going to restock it. It's cereal. I
1: think it was Eric who said he drove to, like, every supermarket in in his city and couldn't find any.
0: Be a little patient for your cereal. (laughs) Be a little patient. They're going to make more. They're going to make more. I guarantee you it costs them nothing to make cereal we are going to make more. Anyone can have cereal made. The, the, the New Day has a cereal. They just, not,
1: they just refurbished the dog food with a different flavor. I mean, the, oat, oat
0: doesn't cost. Oat shapes. You can, anyone can do that. It's not hard to do. Marshmallows. By the end of this podcast, I'll materialize an oat shape out of there. <laughs> There's going to be a C podcast <laughs> cereal with, with shapes of Ian's face. Uh-huh. My head's going to be there. You're gonna have a a a bottle of ranch dressing as one of the marshmallows. I was gonna
1: say a nerve problem.
0: (laughs) A stomach nerve is gonna be a shape. My water bottle. A certain NES guidebook's gonna be in there. Yep. You can cut out a review on the on the on the the box on the back of the box on the (laughs) box. Where am I going with this? Uh, We're done. Someone said on Someone said on on Twitter, "Solid two out of ten, uneatable cereal for Nintendo." <laughs> Lowest point in the Mario franchise. That was Balrog Game Room. Oh, Balrog Game Room, I've heard. Hello, of it. Balrog. Oh, follow me. Oh, pretty successful YouTuber. So yeah, just be fucking patient for God's sake. Don't don't let the scalpers win. That's all I'm gonna say. We have uh, some Q and A on the CU podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll
1: ask it. Go for it, Picard. M um, maker nintendo's comeback here switch sales have passed 10 million by contrast total wii u sales were 13.5 million throughout its lifespan
0: so like nice ian Woo! classy so i guess the question is is there a question here we're supposed to comment is i think we're a... just supposed to comment well i'm not surprised neither am i and this is before the end of the holiday season so this doesn't even count
1: Right. Um I mean December, what, right? fiscal end of year is what end of March. Um yeah. we still have everyone waits to shop. Um and these these numbers were probably I mean sales numbers that was probably October or end of November. I mean how often do they update the sales numbers? With this they're probably staying fairly current. So let's just assume end of November. Um they still don't have any of the numbers from December, and I would imagine.
0: Yes, this is the thing. The ten million is before the holiday. Yeah, so there's, so before it's complete. So it's definitely not. It's not forecasting December. So all. you have a chunk in December, people. And by the way, you can find these on the store shelves. They're stocking this.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah, they're not over overstocked, but you can find them. Um. And don't forget, January uh, is a pretty big sales month for a lot of retailers too, because people end up with with cash and cash gift cards. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, January will probably move a lot too. It'll be very interesting to see. I don't know if they'll necessarily surpass the Wii U by then, but I it's it's definitely not unthinkable by March. Yeah. Well, yeah. They by go.
0: March, I think it'll be close. By I think March. It, that's what I'm saying. It's I, not I, unthinkable. I predict it would. Yeah. Because we don't know. This is they announced it Nintendo on December twelfth. I don't know if that counts. The first two weeks, December, probably. I don't know if they can know that quickly, but it definitely doesn't count two weeks before Christmas and a week after, and you have a chunk of sales there. I'm going to crazy.
1: I'm going to say 14 by the end of March. March. We'll call it 14. Right 14.
0: 14, and then a year later, it'll be up to like 25, 30, and then you're off and running to the races to get up to like 40 to 50. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum,
1: ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, Sony just announced like 70.
0: 70 million, which is that's it's, a good number, that's too. That's insane. It, was that five years? Four and a half, yeah. So four and a half, five. We love our video games. We, we do. We love them uh, for sure. So uh, yeah, it's obviously imp- it's impressive and also depressive about the Wii U just being a total, total uh, underachiever. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say about that besides, uh, I bought my Switch early on. I was happy, and I played more Zelda Breath of the Wild than Ian has surprisingly.
1: Ian asks. This is from Gutsaberry. Uh, for Pat. Thoughts on YouTubers having vids stolen, edited to show no trace of the original maker, not even a simple credit, and people actually benefiting from stealing others' content is recently talked about widely.
0: So, this uh, was brought to my attention via uh, uh, Space Hamster. His name is uh, Jeff. He's friends with uh, Austin, PMR Gamer. I believe I met Jeff at Portland either last year or the year before briefly. Very busy time last year. Hard to remember, but he put out a video highlighting uh, a channel with like quarter of a million subscribers. Uh, it's a Spanish-speaking channel where, for his videos and others, we're not talking. We're not talking overdubs because I've seen like my videos and like James's videos stolen where it'll be the entire video and they'll just overdub the language. I see this. Is what I thought
1: you're talking about.
0: This is them taking the video and pretending it's their original creation by cutting out the dialogue of the original person and just basically redoing the dialogue cutting out images that are like in english and redoing it so this is the this is beyond just an overdub this is just direct plagiarism oh this is if, this is like me saying this is like me taking a video that exists and editing out like all the shots of me of the person other person like if someone took a Path to Dance point video and yeah, I appeared I, I it. It, it. You edit out the shots of the person. Yeah. So you're not even. It's not an overdub, which is which is plagiarism. Or that's, a, that's just copyright infringement. This is just pretending someone else's work is yours and just taking all their work. Not just the gameplay. You're taking their jokes and 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 just redoing them in, in a different language. I got you. Read, and cutting out pictures of the, of the per. It's fucking disgusting that this exists. Uh, I'm not shocked though. That's awful. I mean, because people do this on Facebook all the time. They'll take it, and now you see it on even on Twitter with like. Like you'll see, IG or Gamespot take someone's video and just upload it to Twitter and get the attention. And they'll credit the person. It's still not right, though, to do cool. that. Just just show the person's original fucking video. Yeah. Just just embed the original video. But no, they do that little Facebook style, like this is what Friday feels like, and take and stealing someone's video. Right, and then that person put,
1: gets no. They get no. Views, they get nothing no, off of it. They get no yeah. shine
0: off of that. Right. They don't. Oh, well, we're crediting you. are not getting any shine off of that. It's just. Taking, no one's going to look into where the original video came Shit from. Shit, Shinola. So it's unfortunate. It's disgusting. You can uh, content claim it with the help of your of your um, MCN if you have one, but that's a whole fucking process you got to go through. Then you got to search to see if it was real You know what I mean? It's just, it's fucking tedious. The fact that there's other, these other channels that exist that are doing that at all, though. Of course, someone should look into that. You know? Yeah. But sometimes an MCM might be afraid of, of someone coming after them because then you have to get a lawyer to really go after someone hardcore, uh, you know, if there's a counterclaim. So sometimes I think a lot of people think it won't be worth the time to do it. You, you just have to sort of live with it. People are scummy. Imagine. I mean, people people are scummy. That's uh, uh, that's news. But, yeah, check out uh, – I'll, I'll link it here. Uh, check out Space Hamster. His name is Jeff. He is on Twitter at Jeff underscore like underscore – Thef. Jeff, Fef? Is that what Anyway, he's Jeff like Feff. He does the the PB and J videos, uh, let's plays with Austin Peanut Butter Gamer, and uh, yeah, look into his uh, look into this, and, and yeah, it's just it's just awful. So, all right. <laughs> oh, I'll update this. This is breaking news. Uh, well, the time records within a day um, after he made the video. Looks like that person deleted the YouTube channel's gone. Oh, the YouTube channel's gone and the Twitter account's gone. Not sure how that happened. If the person thought, I got found out, I'm a scumbag. Or if YouTube said, fuck this channel and Twitter. But within a day, I don't see that being the case, though. Maybe they felt the need that they have to go elsewhere that they got found out. Either way, fuck whoever owned that YouTube channel. Or they touched
1: water and melted.
0: (laughs) Sunshine just just melted their heart. I'm melting. Throw some water on them. All right. Vasquez underscore Harry,
1: 17 hours and 17 hours ago. 17 minutes. Hey, Pat, I would love to hear your thoughts on the Dr. Disrespect cheating
0: scandal. Is this so much a scandal or or the fact that this is a streamer that's blown up? uh, So he's a streamer that puts on a fake mustache, puts on fake hair, pretends to be an 80s dude. I had, to, I had to have, um, Boogie actually explaining this character to me on the Not So Common podcast with him. Check it out on uh, this character. I think he just won streamer of the year. So he does a character. He does this like 80s, almost like a, you know, it's like a Brooklyn accent. I'm an 80s guy. And if I get it wrong, don't get on me. Dr. Dude! No, I wish I was Dr. Dude. I want that pinball. But Dr. Disrespect, we're talking someone that went from, no one knowing, knowing about him, 362,000 followers on Twitter. So this guy blew up. But he does a shtick, and, and he and he streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, Thursday, Friday. So he even goes to these events. He went to the Game Awards as his character, for example. You can make it that way you will. But he's he's doing a character. <laughs> make that what you will. He's doing a character, which I guess is a way yeah. to get ahead. Most streamers don't do an over the top character, but it takes it takes dedication. Sure. you have to. It's almost like how Matt Hardy when he does Broken Matt Hardy, he's always in character with 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 the voice, the backstory. Not just that the the um, the choice of words he uses, it's all on point. He's playing a character, Mm -hmm. so good on him for doing that. So he this guy blows up. He has got merch. He's got a huge channel. He's probably making a ton of money. He wins an award as a good streamer. So people are into this character. So picture that you have an ecosystem of being this '80s character. Ecosystem. You, You have the wig. You have a mustache. Your, your 80s, like, it's your shtick. You're an 80s tough guy character. Mm-hmm. over Like, over the top, I belong as a as a villain on the A-team almost, you know? Okay. You go from that, and this is what your audience knows you have. All of a sudden, one day, you don't have the hair. You look like a normal person. You're not playing a game. You're on stream, crying, breaking down the fact that you have to step away for a while because you've cheated on your wife, and you want to step away, to go back to what's important and focus on your family, on your kids. I think he has at least one kid. And on your wife. So that's what we're, we're at now. Hmm. So so the I guess the question is, what do I think about it? I personally don't give a shit about if some guy has a problem, that's his personal fucking business. If he cheated on his wife and is now working out with his wife, he owned up to it, he can work on that. That has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. But he makes it public. And now all his fans know about it. And he didn't necessarily have to, unless it was going to come out, but whatever. He does it himself. He owns up to it. He cries in front of his followers. So I guess, how does the community that he that blew up then deal with that? How do they square this over-the-top 80s character with a guy that now broke kayfabe, a wrestling term, and now appeared as his own self? Personally, I would have never done that, no matter what. Because yeah. that's a brand you built. Now all of a sudden, how do we go back to okay, I'm crying on Monday, a week later, I'm the eighties Doctor Disrespect guy again. It's that's weird. That's a weird decision you make professionally and for your brand, but that's what happened. Right. So it's weird. It's almost it almost would be like if you had someone performing on Broadway in the middle of the act, start talking about their personal life and being like I'd be like, what the fuck? I this is not why I'm watching Hamilton. I don't want to see Aaron Burr start talking to me about his failed marriage, you know the actor portraying Aaron Burr talking. You know, you yeah. go from you go from a performance artist with it now to a real life person with problems in the blink of an eye. I hadn't really thought of
1: it from that angle. The whole breaking kayfabe and then you know if he wants to step back into it. That's weird, then, right? It, it, I mean, that's going to take some significant time away, I think, for it not to be. But obviously, this is a situation where he's going to need significant time away. Um, I mean, as far as the actual situation, look, I think cheating is fucking awful. Um, I mean, there's, there's no better way to give someone a set of mental issues. Um, but, at the same point in time, that's a problem that him and his family need to work on. It's really no one else's business. It's odd to me that he would... It's not odd that he would necessarily break it to the fan base. I understand being honest to the fan base. I don't think I would have done that on camera. I think a, a simple statement... A simple statement? Even a st- statement on your Twitch just, stream Just a, a typed out statement probably would have been the thing to do... Um yeah, so I mean, I don't really feel bad for cheaters, but at the same point in time he he did put himself in a very strange situation while uh kind of announcing that, but um I feel like he just deserves the privacy to go and handle that on his own. And that and then that's really all I've got to say
0: it, on that. It sounds like he had a he had a deal with the game now that they mutually agreed to separate from. There was a Rules of Survival, a battle royale-style iOS Android game, um, blah 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 blah. So now they are mutually agreed that he will not be taking part in their hunt the streamer event on the seventeenth with other with and other streamers. So I guess they're going to do a a thing where they're all streaming the game over multiple Twitch channels. And then, which is a cool idea. But so now he's that now he's out of that. It's it's a yeah, but was that a personal choice? Or was that their choice? And it says that, mutual. Yeah, I was gonna say, and doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter either way. But the point is that when you're a streamer, I always say that even YouTube moves quickly. If you stop, if you stop posting on YouTube for like, like four months, that could be killer for your channel. Sure. Um, but if you st- stop streaming for like a month, even, it's it can be tough. That's just how that ecosystem
1: works. I feel like it's a much faster paced. Oh, sort absolutely! Of sort of
0: environment because everything's live. You right. know, it's 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 almost like if you had a radio show and you just you know it's a daily radio show and you just stop for a month, you can lose that audience because because they were they're going somewhere else.
1: Right. They need a radio show. They need they, they need don't a show necessarily to watch. need you.
0: Yeah, they chose
1: you, but they don't need you.
0: YouTube videos you can find at any time if you're searching for it. And yes, there are uh, topics that are more uh, time sensitive than others. But if something comes out that's about a game that comes out thirty years ago, that that video can come out anytime. Twitch is I want entertainment now from people I want to see now. Most most of the views are not going back and watching the video on the man. I don't know the percentages. I don't I don't know if Amazon's released those percentages about who views what when. But Twitch is now. It's about community now. It's about interacting now with the performer, and that's what you get yourself into. And, and as someone who said that for a while now, I'd like to stream in 2018. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I can do that and not get caught up in that ecosystem where I was, it's almost like it's almost one, you can't have you can have one foot in and out. When you get this huge, though, you have to have everything all in.
1: Yeah, whereas you might be able to just schedule one night a week and just make sure you hit that schedule every night. Sure, or just say I'll, I'll be night. streaming
0: twice a week. It's probably something I do. I'll stream sure. twice a week. I'm not sure if it's going to be you know, all, you know every single Tuesday, but look out for me, and I'll announce it ahead of time. So, so there you have it. So let's hope that everything works out with his family. So yeah, it's one of the one of the downfalls of being in the public eye, I guess, especially if you, you know, you're an over the top '80s character. I, that's good on him though for finding the marketing angle on Twitch, because Twitch, I can imagine, is harder to break into and be a star than even I think YouTube at this point. It's probably probably more difficult. It's a hell of a lot easier to stream than to do videos, you know. So. We shall see. So, Ian, that's all. Yep. That's all for this See You Podcast. Uh, you going to have a nice holiday? I you, think so. You, you, you kind of invited me over for Christmas? I said, what are you doing for Christmas? You should stop by. Is that an invite? Is there going to be people there that know me that I don't know? Yeah, probably. There's always people around that you don't know, Pat. That yeah, know the- me, though. That's different. I, I, it's a private setting. I'm trying to impart that on you. I don't know how. We have, we have different philosophies about things, Ian and I. Right. Uh, I guess this is one of them going to work out in therapy together. We should go to couples therapy. Oh my god! We god. should probably go to couples therapy. <laughs> no, we should go to go to
1: CU Podcast Therapy. I, I haven't even seen my own therapist in months. I'm not going to couples
0: therapy with you. Why, why haven't you gone on your own? I'll go. I'll go with you to couples therapy. No, no. We, we got some shit to work out. <laughs> no, we definitely have some shit to work out. <laughs> um, thanks again for everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash CU. Patreon.com/slash CU Podcast. Uh, there, uh, I, I have this NES Punk videos going to come out before I die. Last minute Christmas ideas at ultimatenes.com. And oh yeah, the video game years. You know what? Christmas Eve, you don't want to watch that that '50s reindeer Rudolph special again. Watch the video game years. So video game years.com. Go to Amazon Prime for that. Uh-huh. Watch my hair evolve into a butterscotch fountain from 80 to 89. So I, I, I got to edit this, and I got to pack and get myself out of my current residence all within a week. So that's going to be fun, but I'm going to enjoy my Christmas Eve. I think I'm actually celebrating on Christmas Eve, Eve the 23rd is the he's doing his traditional Italian A uh, dinner because his other guests won't be there the 24th. So I'll be moving the same day, Christmas Eve dinner. So I'll distress and then have any pasta and gorge myself and that's and the way fishes. I'll get And the, the meal does seven fish. That's right. Good old fishies. And 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 all the Italian pastries you can stuff up into your nose and mouth. We're What's gonna it? have a lot of tamales. A lot of tamales? Yeah. Any, oh, yeah, any yeah. Mexican pastries that exist? Oh yeah. There's Mexican pastries?
1: There's it's it's it's, it's it, they call it a fruitcake, but it's not. And it's a pastry and when you eat from it sometimes you'll find a baby Jesus. Or, oh, excuse or, me, what? Or a Joseph. There I, might You might find figurines in your pastry. Sometimes you can get the whole nativity.
0: That's not a joke. That's, no. They put prizes inside your inside your dessert.
1: Um, there's an Italian pastry that does the same thing. Really? Yeah.
0: I've never eaten or heard of that one.
1: Uh, I believe it's an Italian pastry because my Italian aunt used to always bring it over.
0: I'm going to ask Frank that. Then again, we're, we're the low-class Italians. So we're, What's, what are the low-class? We're like the Sicilian, Sicilians. southern Italy. Yeah. I think you've explained that to me. Yeah, so I mean... Salt of the earth, though, but still. <laughs> Fish, Fishermans of the earth. I, but, uh, better cooking. Italian pastry prize, I guess? Yeah. I looked that up. I've never heard of that. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I somehow set off Siri. That never happened before in the podcast, I don't think so anyway so that's it for this video podcast we'll see you at the end of the year we'll do the year in review and uh yeah thanks so much for being with us this year
1: hold on you, you, know, you never looked up Italian pastry prize pastry
0: I did but then my phone tried to answer prize are uh, they plastic pieces yeah
1: I mean, I, I don't know, I can't find an answer here But it, it exists, it's a fucking thing I don't
0: think it does, Ian It's a fucking thing I've never
1: seen Ask it Ask Von, well, okay I, the, the Italian one, eh, I don't know the name
0: King Cake King what? Cake Is that Italian? Uh, well it's, no, definitely, it's not It's
1: definitely Mexican Maybe it's Spanish, too is It, is it the, must be Spanish,
0: too Ian, you're not doing well this podcast, buddy. Fucking a Street Fighter
1: Alpha. <laughs> I don't think you were doing very well either. <laughs> we're done here.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Pat. The War on Christmas is not going to get o- get to see you.
1: There's no war on Christmas. No, there isn't. You're fucking dumb. <laughs> With that, have a good one. Yeah.